Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Here's drilled him with a right hand and missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platform. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, Sponsored Digitex. They have been on board now for several years as our lead sponsor of our show. Buy or lease your next office network printer from Digitex.ca e commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Hope you're having a terrific Tuesday. We are uh, getting ready for the Oilers' first back-to-back of the season. There are some significant changes to uh, what uh, Dave Tippett's going to be uh, rolling with, and we're going to get to all of that kind of stuff right off the get-go here shortly on Oilers. Now, on a day in which Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec, it's a Tuesday. He'll join us for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta this Saturday at Century Mile, the top two and three-year-olds in Alberta battle for over $350,000 in uh, prize money at the Alberta Super Finals Night. Post time, 7.15 p.m. at Century Mile Racetrack out in Nisku. Again, you can text us at any time at 630-630 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. You can reach us on our River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Enjoy the new smoke-friendly expansion embers at the River Creek Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. So we'll hear from Sportsnet Spec, one of the best play-by-play guys in the business, Certainly in the National Hockey League. 
Ken Daniels, who many years ago uh, was one of the Hockey Night in Canada play-by-play voices. He's been doing the Red Wings for, geez, for 20, close to 20 years, I'm assuming. Uh, we'll hear from him. Terrific guy to talk to. Uh, we'll hear from Red Wings head coach Jeff Blaschel, Oilers head coach Dave Tippett, Edmonton Oilers forward Gaetan Haas. Again, you can text us at 630-630 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. Brendan Escott, uh, who filled in yesterday, fills in on travel days for us. Thank you very much, Brendan. Uh, I know you had a, a good show yesterday, a good show on the heels. It'd be really disappointment uh, for, the, for the Oilers in their performance against Florida. It's interesting because I had this debate with more than a couple people around town, and it is a debate, and it doesn't mean that I'm always right. Uh, but suffice to say, the Oilers lacked energy and juice in that game against Florida. Florida Panthers, an Eastern Conference team. Eastern Conference teams playing more matinees than teams in the West. I had people contact me, former NHL players, contact me after the game and say, Bob, that was a scheduling loss on Sunday against Florida, playing right into Florida's advantage uh, with that 2 o'clock start. Of course, for those of you that are unaware, uh, the Sunday night 5 o'clock block is reserved uh, for NHL Hockey and Rogers as part of that Sunday package that they do. So basically, home Canadian teams have options at either 2 and or 7. And a couple of former players that uh, played in the West said to me that uh, the Oilers would have been better off in that situation uh, playing at 7. I know that if you never played, if you played in the NHL and maybe only ever played in the East, you'd say, well, I love afternoon games. But Anyhow, bottom line here, and it, it's not an excuse for the loss. Edmonton just simply wasn't good enough. Florida were in better in, in virtually better in every aspect of the game. And that's part of the reason why we've seen some significant changes to what the Edmonton Oilers are going to roll with tonight. Significant line shuffling taking place. To our Oilers now, audio vault for direct workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. So, Connor McDavid, Oilers. Captain uh, tied for second in NHL scoring with Leon Dreisettle and John Carlson. Two points behind David Pasternak. Connor McDavid had this to say in the Oilers line shuffling tonight. I think that's what it is, yeah. Just trying to find some consistency, you know, in, in our game and in our lineup. And um, you know, consist- consistency throughout the lineup, um, you know, with all four lines. So um, I think that's what uh, you're trying to, we're trying to get today. So McDavid will stay with Leon Dreisaitl and Zach Cassian, but that's the only line that stays together. Ryan Nugent Hopkins tonight will center Jujar Kera and Sam Gagne. Gaetan Haas uh, recalled back from the minors after Josh Archibald went down with a lower body issue. Gaetan Haas with Alex Chason and James Neal, who's uh, tied for second in the NHL with 10 goals so far this year. And then Riley Sheehan with Tomas Yurcho and Patrick Russell, which means Marcus Granlin, who played fourth line center last game, is out. Why has this occurred? Well, there's a whole bunch of zeros beside some of the Oilers players that have played a bunch of games. Shane's played 10 games this season. The former Red Wing doesn't have a point. He's minus eight. Patrick Russell, nine games this season, doesn't have a point, minus four. Marcus Granlin, 11 games this season, doesn't have a point, minus three. Uh, Jujar Kera. 12 games this season, does not have a point, minus 7. Something had to give 
with what the Edmonton Oilers were rolling with. And so they totally changed the complexion, the makeups of their second and third lines. I know I tweeted out this morning, the Oilers need more juice out of their bottom six. Injuries to Nygaard uh, with the rib problem and Archibald, lower body issue, has taken the two fastest forwards out of the bottom six out as well. And if you wonder, at some point, if Ken Holland changes his philosophy, the over-ripen plan with a player like Yamamoto, who's got four goals and six points in eight games. So that tweet was sent out before the morning skate today, realizing that we were going to see Haas back in the lineup, which we suggested on yesterday's edition of Oilers Now. Now, did I envision him centering Alex Chason and James Neal? Full disclosure. Absolutely 100% not. Did not know that was going to be the case. We're going to dip. We'll hear some more from McDavid and from Tippett momentarily, but we're going to dip back in the Oilers Now audio vault and talk about two different players. And we'll start. Uh, Jay Woodcroft had this to say on Gaetan Haas's versatility. He only played two games for us, but we wanted to see him in both a center capacity and as a winger. Um, because I think when... When you move a center to the wing, if they can handle that situation, it increases their value in that um, it shows their versatility to where you can always move a center uh, if they can handle the board work part of things over to the wing. Uh, That sets up uh, lines to have maybe uh, right-handed and left-handed face-off man on the same line. Um, And for us, when we move Gaetan to the wing on the Friday night, he handled it very well. He played with speed, played hard, was good on the penalty kill. And um, what we really liked as a staff uh, was his ability to back the other team's D off uh, just because they were worried about how fast he was. So he, he was good in the in the two games that he showed us. And Gaetan Haas was hopping today at morning skate. Like, if you could have seen him out on the ice, he didn't even look like the same player that we saw the last time Edmonton played Detroit which was, what, less than 10, 10 days ago. So he was hopping. Uh, we're going to hear from him in an interview coming up later on. Again, he's centering James Neal and Alex Chason, two veteran players. Chason has kind of taken Haas under his wing a bit, helped him out, obviously. Language issue, uh, you know, Haas is uh, fluently bilingual, but really comfortable in French, and, and Chason obviously can speak French as well. Now, if the Oilers don't get it going here in their support scoring, Sometimes plans have to change, and we've discussed on a regular basis on this show for the last two months, in a perfect world, Kyler Yamamoto would play at least until Christmas, okay, down in Bakersfield. By my count, and I've watched all of the games, he has been for five of the eight games the best forward for Bakersfield. Now, does it mean that he should be recalled right away? In a perfect world, no. But things aren't perfect. When you got zeros against the board, there's options. And I'm going to relate this to a story that occurred with um, Leon Dreisaitl. And no, only a fool would suggest that uh, uh, Yamamoto was anywhere near Dreisaitl's level. So let's, let's cut the chase here, right? Yamamoto, I will confidently predict, will play in the NHL. Will he be a top six guy? Time will tell. I think he can for sure play as a middle six forward. And and I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but he can kill penalties. The problem Edmonton's got right now is they have nothing in terms of support players. And the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over
over and over again and expecting it to change. So if you're the coach and you're not getting any juice, you have you have to start looking at other alternatives. And because the Oilers don't have cap space, they've also got limited contract space. They're in a scenario where they may have to promote internally and maybe theoretically ahead of the pace, all of which is a possibility. If your position is to defend, uh, is to say, nope, Keep them down there for as long as you can. That is a completely defensible position. However, if your position is, you know what, they're not getting any juice out of their bottom six, you're in the business of winning hockey games. If he's better than some of the guys that are here and gives you a different dimension, you have to contemplate that. That, too, is a defensible position. But the guy that's watched Yamamoto the most is Jay Woodcroft, and he had this to say on the growth in Yamamoto's game. I think his demeanor, his day-by-day business-like approach to being the best that he can be and his understanding of uh, trying to grow his offensive game are all factors in in his start. Um, Last year didn't go the way he wanted it in large part because of his injuries. Um, He's come back in in to Condor's camp here in great shape uh, physically his uh, his injuries have healed so on a personal standpoint he just feels better physically he feels better and he put the work in to earn the right to feel good he earned the right to feel confident and he's doing that on a daily basis I, I'm uh, we were just talking about as the coaching staff here in the coaches room. Just super impressed with um, his attitude and professionalism and coming to the rink every day and being serious about being the best that he can be. And, uh, you know, he's gotten some results early in the season. One of the things about this past uh, series against Stockton is that you know he was a targeted player they were they weren't uh, taking it easy on him because he was a first round draft pick they weren't taking it easy on him um because he's not the biggest guy in the world they weren't taking it easy on him um because he's our top scorer they were making it difficult on him and that is a great thing for him to work through and what i like about him was he didn't take a back step to anybody he fought and tried to command his share of the ice he was a factor in our scoring chances um he was competitive he makes plays and like i've said earlier this year he's been he's been day in day out probably our most consistent um threat up front All right, there you have it. That's the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jay Woodcroft, talking about the maturation and growth in Kyler Yamamoto's game. And again, in a perfect world, maybe he stays down until after Christmas. But the Oilers aren't making a lot happen right now in their top six, which is why they've gone with a complete line shuffle tonight. Here's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett as we go back into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. Bottom end of our lineup hasn't been very productive. They're working, you know, penalty killing has been pretty good still, but we just we just need to try to find some balance there. Our top lineup top has been, you know, they've been good, so we'll leave them together. Uh, hopefully some guys like Nuge and uh, Neeler, Chason can drag some other guys along with them. And Tippett then added some additional comments on getting more offense out of the new bottom six. They've had a few chances, not as many as you'd like, but 
there's always more there. There's more puck play there. And like I say, this, it's not from lack of effort or, or lack of trying. It's just there's some execution stuff that just needs to be a little better. We feel like if we can balance out some of the skill, maybe, maybe it'll help some of them out. Bottom line here is the Oilers are 8-3-1 and one and have had virtually no production whatsoever from their bottom six forwards all year. Now they don't have their two quickest bottom six forwards. Again, uh, that would be Joe Kim Nygaard, who, who gets there in on the four check, and Josh Archibald. And so uh, we're in an interesting time here because, I, you know, the Oilers, uh, they got an opportunity. They got a couple games. Uh, Detroit, not a team that Edmonton should take lightly, according to Connor McDavid. No, they're, they're all 7-1, like you said, but you know, we just played them. They play hard. Um, you know, they're going to check hard, and, and uh, you know, they got some special players over there, so we're going to be ready. All right, so there's Connor McDavid, and he gave you the numbers there. 0-7-1 in the last eight for Detroit. Again, for Edmonton up front, McDavid with nine points in eight career games against Detroit with Dreisaitl and on right side, or sorry, on left wing, and Cassian on the right, both McDavid and Dreisaitl north of 23 minutes per game. But the rest of the lines have a new look. Nugent Hopkins with Jujar Kara. There has been lots of feedback on that. Uh, many of you don't like it. Uh, and on the right side, uh, Sam Gagne. So Arn with Kara and Gagne. And then it's going to be Haas with Chason and James Neal. Neal with 10 goals a season in 12 games after just 7 and 63 games. Um, Riley Shane with Tomas Yurcho, who hopefully can give Edmonton a little bit of juice sort of uh, further down the lineup, and Patrick Russell. On defense, Darnell Nurse with Ethan Bear. Bear went minus three against Florida. Uh, they were all in it together. It wasn't on Ethan, I tell you that. Clefbaum with Russell, Manning with Benning. It will be Miko Koskinen starting in goal. Koskinen's record this year, 5-0 and at 2.45 goals against average of 9.22 save percentage. He did get touched for uh, two goals and 39 minutes worth of work the other night against, or 37 minutes worth of work against Florida other afternoon. Again, Edmonton 5-1 and one at home, 3-2-1 and one on the road this year. The owners have the number one ranked power play in the NHL at 33.3%, but they're just one for the last 11. They are fifth in the league at PK. So they've had good goaltending, good special teams, no numbers at all, five on five in the bottom six, and they are being outshot a little bit as well overall. Dylan Larkin up front with Tyler Bertuzzi and Anthony Mantha. Mantha, 24-25 goals the last two years. Larkin had 32 last season. Valtteri Philpola having a tough start to the year with Andreas Athanasiu. Speaking of tough starts, he is a restricted free agent at the end of this year. He's got zero goals and is minus 12 so far this season. Darren Helm on the right side. Uh, Nielsen with Hirose talented kid out of Calgary that played for Michigan State and Adam Ernie who Steve Eiserman picked up in a trade by the way they acquired yesterday Brendan Perlini from the Chicago Blackhawks and then Della Rose uh, with uh, Christopher N and Giovanni Smith who's a hard nosed player at the OHL Patrick Nemeth uh, will be with Philip Ronick uh, recalled from the minors, two-time Canadian World Junior player Joe Hickicks out of the Victoria Royals. I think they're going to have him with Mike Green, and then Trevor Daly will play with Madison Bowie, who also uh, was a World Junior player a couple of years, including uh, winning a title in 2015. Actually, I'm trying to think of it. I think Hickicks was on that 2015. Eh, he might have been 16-17, but uh, Bowie was definitely on the 15 team with Connor McDavid and Darnell Nurse. Jimmy Howard starts in goal. His numbers on the season? One and five with 3.59 goals against average. 
and a point nine zero one save percentage, but he has owned the Edmonton Oilers at fourteen three and two, a two point one two goals against average and a nine twenty two save percentage. That said, the Oilers chased him in here in Detroit a couple of years ago. All right, that's your rundown for tonight. Again, you can text us at any time in our Ashley Fine Floors text line at six thirty six thirty. When we Come back. We'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing, building tailored branded programs for your team or business, where your order is done on time, every time. Elite promotional marketing. Drew Shamal. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. A proud, Al- proud Albertan, I can tell you that. Uh, an elite. Uh, Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now from Detroit, Rock City. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 1226 in Edmonton, 226 in Detroit. Let's go to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Eight other games on tap in the NHL. Brendan Escott's got it for you. Those include Toronto hosting Washington, Calgary visiting Carolina, and Winnipeg down in Anaheim. The Nashville Predators signed Captain Roman Yossi to an eight-year, $72.47 million wow. max contract extension this morning. Big money for the 29-year-old who now garners a $9.06 million AAV. When this deal kicks in, it does have a full no-movement clause that's front-loaded as well. And that makes him the league's third highest paid defenseman. Uh, you mentioned it, Bob, during the show yesterday. Former first-rounder Brendan Perlini dealt away from Chicago to Detroit for 19-year-old defenseman Alex Regula, who had uh, 39 points in 66 OHL games with London last year. The 3-4-1 Bakersfield Condors get an 11 a.m. game in San Jose tomorrow against the Barracuda. The Oil Kings off until Friday when Saskatoon comes to Rogers Place at 10-1-3. The Oil Kings actually the WHL's top team right now. And the U of A Golden Bears, Bob, uh, maybe you can shed some light on this. No conference play this weekend, but they are preparing for a home-and-home against the Dinos on November 8th and 9th. Alberta had 125 shots on goal in two games against Lethbridge, scored nine one night to the next. They lost Trevor Cox, 109-point uh, man with the Medicine Hat Tigers. To a lower body injury Friday night. Uh, they already don't have Cole Sanford, who was at Oilers rookie camp for a couple of years, a 50 goal scorer with Cox down in Medicine Hat. Uh, they do, however, get Chad Butcher back for the series against Calgary. And uh, Chad uh, went to two Oilers rookie camps, was very good, played a year of minor pro. And playing for Calgary is Savin Kara, which is Jujar's younger brother, played for Manny Viveros uh, with the Swift Current Broncos. So there you go. There's a bit of a rundown. Oil Kings obviously are gunning. Good for them. Uh, they, they got a lot of talent on that team. I expect them to be a top three team all season in the uh, Eastern Conference of the uh, WHL standings. Bakersfield's fighting it a bit, not getting enough saves. 
Uh, we've got some talent. Uh, going to be intrigued to see. I mean, again, the Oilers have got four injuries, right? So that's affected things a bit. Larson and Person out on the fence and uh, certainly missing Nygaard and Archibald up front. And they miss Adam Larson as well. Person's probably the closest to returning. He skated again today in Detroit. It's 12.29 off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen, back, uh, Eileen, Eileen Bell and back with Mark Spector for Horse Racing Alberta. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.